is racing everywhere. Oh, who else? McDonald, Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 114. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello everyone. Uh, I think we're all now can take a bit of a, a deep breath. That was a very tense last couple of hours. Uh, Absolutely. I didn't know where that was all going to go. We had to do four trades, I think in the last 25 minutes. I'm like, what is going on? Um, but let's, let's now call it how it kind of ended. Yeah. So... Officially. Officially. So, obviously, we'll start with the, the SAR deal. Obviously, we got the, the pick eight we wanted. To Carlton... To Carlton, uh, so we had the six, seven, and eight. I think for me, as a starting point, that was my goal. Just to say, worst case scenario is good. Um, yeah, six, seven, and eight. That's that's that's, that's worst you know, case. If that's worst case, then you're doing all right. Uh, so, but I, I, I agree with what you said. Just to before we move on, important to get that pick. Yes. Yeah. From from start to get it done, get the deal done, and move on. Exactly. So. Today, obviously, in the last half an hour, it kind of all happened for Essendon. <laughs> and we, Very much so. We obviously got Peter Wright for a fourth round pick. Um, that's that's a that that would, seems to be all a good move. They're paying a hundred or so k uh, the sons of the salary, so it helps us with our salary cap. Really, almost getting him close to free when you're talking about yeah. a draft pick. Um, so. For a guy who's age, you know, I think is around age 24, the t- 203 centimetres, they always say the guys, the tall guys get better almost from the age he is now to the rest of their mm. career. So uh, there's plenty of upside to come with Peter and um, and he's got a, a new lease of life. He's, his family's around the Mooney Ponds area. So he'll feel well and truly at home. He can just drive down the street. Absolutely. I'd got, I mean, he hasn't played much for GC this season um, and – when I first looked at it, I went, yeah, that's not a good sign because he's uh, the kid can't get a game. He's 200 and some odd centimetres, um, pick number eight or ten or whatever he was, and can't get a game on the GC. But Ben King and the King brothers that were drafted by St Kilda and, and, and GC, that's your future. Right? Like Ben, ben King is, is your future. The kids. And, and Sam, Sam Day is actually a fair, decent player too. And so. I like Sammy Day. He's got a bit of experience now that he's been around for a while. So um, he, was, he was being um, pushed out by... Um, those two yeah, I, I did see an interview with the coaching staff asking the reason for his limited game time. And their kind of justification was that um, because of COVID, the, with the no, I mean, to, I'll say their version of a VFL system, um, they couldn't get a read on, you know, any form or anything like that. Mm. Uh, so if their two tools that were playing every week were available, they kind of just stuck with that. So it's an interesting one to think about it that way because he has played 66 games. It's not like he hasn't played games. Um, and he, you know, averages a goal, more than a goal a game, that kind of stuff, can play ruck. So there's always – I've always felt like with Peter Wright, there's – an upside. An, there's enormous talent there and, and it's just been an interesting one about why, why it hasn't come out. I think he was pick eight from memory. Uh, which is a really decent pick. Uh, well, got- I mean, he's for two hundred and some odd. He can he can move. 
Mm. Um, so, I mean, he can take a grab. He's, I mean, as a ruckman, I think he's a pinch hitter. Like he can, yeah. he's, he's not the world, he's not the biggest engine in the world to be a ruckman, but we don't need him to do that. I mean, Sammy, mm. Sammy Draper, we just need him to pinch hit for Sammy every now and then. Um, but there's, there's a lot of upside for a fourth round picker wherever we got him from. So that's, that is simple, easy. Uh, yeah, I Come think, on in. I think, I think him and Draper are kind of an exciting combination to look at. Because, uh, and interesting enough, it just occurred to me that Andrew Phillips didn't get traded. So he's on our list there. Mm. Uh, so that's an interesting one. So our ruck stocks is very healthy. Um, imagine imagine any one of those three, Phillips, Wright and Draper, if they put both of them in the forward line. Like any one of them. Like Draper and... and I see, I think Draper and Wright as a combination because they both can... That's what I mean. They're like, both good marks. Yeah. Go and then mobile. just put Phillips yeah. in the ruck. That's, see, that's, I mean, if we're going to go for a twin tower option, that's, uh, that's a pretty decent looking trio to pick from. Yeah, so obviously with what happened, you know, no doubt all the news was on Josh Duckley, right? Who? So <laughs> just Never heard of him. Never uh, heard of the bloke. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, you know... Whenever this happens, I always feel for the player because you go, they're just sitting there so tense and tense, and they've uh, they've spoken out. Every every play knows it. All the staff know it, and now he's going back to the club. It's it's going to be real harsh for the boy <laughs> because look, Adrian Dodoro is an absolute list manager god. Uh, I, the man is, I swear. Everybody on the on the Facebook page, everybody at the Lodges on Catch Up Podcast. People are just screaming down the microphone right now. <laughs> You're doing it with a very cheeky smile, knowing that's going to offend everyone. Hey, man. Caldwell, uh, Wright, 6, 7 and 8 with Danaher, Fantasia and everybody apparently wanting to leave the club left and right. He's, the man's a gun. But anyway, um, uh, I forgot my, my point. What was I saying? Yeah. Um, Adrian Dodoro was universally understood to be to be – a tough negotiator in the AFL, right? Mm-hmm. People then like to uh, to elevate that statement and say he's hard to deal with. Absolutely, he's hard to deal with. Right? Like Scotty and I work in procurement, and we we sit opposite salespeople all the time, right? Mm. Yep. Sales reps, we sit opposite them all the time. If you and it's like going out and buying a car. If you'd bring your car in, your your lovely shiny car that you think you've got, the the guy's going to offer you eight bucks fifty for it. Mm. Right, so they're going to be cheeky. The thing with um, with Doro is he is unabashedly cheeky to the benefit of the Essendon Football Club and the other clubs just don't like it, right? So the dogs, in the, I want to give a bit of praise to the dogs too in that we finally got Dunkley to nominate Essendon, which is basically the death knell. Like if, you, mm. if the kid nominates and he says, come on over, invariably the deal gets done and Essendon knows that yeah. um, better than any club. But... One thing I loved about Dodoro in this is that he said, yeah, we want him, right? So we've got pick six, seven, and eight. Um, we're going to give you a reasonable um, amount of uh, dough for a bloke that hasn't played in your side very often and who isn't in your best. Played in the midfield often. Playing the, sorry, let me rephrase that. Playing the midfield very often and isn't in your best midfield, right? He's in your backup midfield but not in your best midfield. So they gave him a slightly better overs, slightly overs for the man. Mm-hmm. And I'm impressed by both parties in that we didn't cave and end up giving them pick six and seven and pay well and truly overs. And the dogs didn't just cave and let a bloke like that who we clearly wanted to let him go. Now, the dogs have to deal with the same thing we had to deal with with Joey um, and that he he's, <laughs> he's contracted for two years. But I, I Look, I it can it. work out. I mean, the dogs, dogs would know, you know, like the Joey Danaher one didn't work out for us, and right, we kept him. Yep. Uh, you know, it was close in the end, but he, he decided to go. Papley goes to the Swans. They say no. 
He's in, you know, he's he comes a star, says, I love it now in Sydney, I'm staying. So yeah. they have every right with two years to go. And he's in the leadership group. Yeah, People got to remember right. that. Because it, it, it was always cheeky to try a, and get him, man. He's a high character person and clubs hate getting rid of that. So I, please understand when we're talking about this, it is probably with our procurement mind also um, involved in this that we understand what both parties have done. Like we mm. understand the dogs holding firm. Uh, and uh, and we also understand that Dodoro is saying, just sorry, you know, seven or eight or six and seven, it's just, you it's know. It's too much. It's, it's just too much. Yeah, um, and that's, that's the thing. Like, you people sit out there, and I've seen it on the Facebook page and stuff. People are going, oh, Dodoro didn't get it done. He's no good. Guys, you cannot, you must not sell the farm, right? Like, to, for someone like Dunkley. If you were going to, if Dusty wanted to come over and they said, oh, we want pick six and seven for Dusty, I would have been outside Dodoro's house throwing things mm. at his house saying make that trade right but it's dunkley he's a he's a good player he would have been very good for us uh, because it would have changed the the face of the midfield for the better um but he's not worth what the dogs were asking no he i have no doubt we were tempted to do a, a pick 8 and like a pick 18 if we could do a yeah. swap with brisbane or would have done it um i'm pretty sure that was on our was in our minds the dogs clearly said all day no matter what, you can do that, but it, it's not going to get the deal done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, I think it's fair enough to know for me to understand that they've done the research on the draft as well. And so as much as we go, oh, we, we need a six foot three bull, and we all get that. You mean and, the dogs have done the No, research? no, as in Dodoro knows what okay. the draft is. Yeah. So he knows six, seven, and eight kids that he could pick up. Oh, yeah, he would. So he's also got that in, very good intel in his head. To know, well, I know there's some really good players, and you know, to get to to get three of them in that I think can be, can be 200 game players and, and like a, a, a kind of a, a foundation of the of a club moving forward. He has every right to say, actually, no, that is a bit too much. I know, um, and we just couldn't get the deal done. It's just. No. Both, the, I, I'm no, I don't have any angst over the dogs because they have every right. He's contract. Absolutely, it's man. Like, it was always, if we pinched him, it would be a, an utter steal. Like, it would be a pinching effort, like, to get that guy out of the club with two years to go in the leadership team and a required player by the dogs. Mm. We had a crack. If anybody could have done it, Adrian Dodoro could have done it. Right? Uh, and they won't stop talking to him. You can oh, jeez. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Like, at the, end of, at the end of next year, mate, they'll be having another chat to him. Right, yeah. so that that's the thing. When you nominate, I'll be highly likely if he doesn't leave at the end of the year. Because I mean, he he's he's publicly stated that he's got issues with players and culture at the dogs, mm. and players and cultures at the dog don't change the dogs or anywhere for that matter doesn't change overnight. And I don't know now. He's also mentioned that his players have got issues, so he has to go back to a club where he's mentioned that there's issues and play there. So the only yeah, the only thing I will say with the Bulldogs, right? As much as they have every right. If I just for the moment put a list manager view on the Bulldogs, I'm surprised now that they've got Trelaw through the door, why they wouldn't accept a eight and eighteen scenario, knowing Trelaw just adds to an already very good midfield, and they've got both ends of the ground that aren't as great for the Dogs. Why wouldn't you turn that into getting saying well Dunkley goes? You know, we've got. Okay, well, we've got six, seven midfield stars. Yeah, I, I that's just could like be the same that, sort of thing as yeah. Joe. Like, could have been the same sort of thing. We want to hold him to his contract because 
Oh, no, that wouldn't have worked. It just it, felt like, just like from an outside point of view, it just felt yeah. like the dogs are, are going to have the most amazing, you know, they're going to have a fantastic midfield. Some of them won't actually be able to play. There's just too many of them. <laughs> um, but, you know, Josh Bruce is your forward. You know, yeah. Shacky is nowhere to be found. You're like, okay, well, why wouldn't you? Go, yeah, it's it's interesting. Why Maybe, wouldn't you go Ben Brown? Why wouldn't you change things up, get some picks off us, um, and you know, and just reconstruct a little bit of where you're falling down? So yeah, it was all a bit weird. Yeah, so. no, I know. Um, it's <laughs> we got a we've got a delivery. Uh, I think it's a McDonald's. No, we don't. Somebody just knocked and then walked away. Sorry about that. It's a very professional podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you in that. I. I Maybe the Trelaw deal happened with thirty six seconds to go. Oh or something no, it like did. That. It did, but yeah. it's just, it's just, you know, even with so much time frame, why? Yeah, I just, yeah, but I just found now, it. I just found it interesting that they didn't pursue to strengthen. You know, obviously we're we're trying to, you know, Essen. The whole talk about Essen is right. Is how can we get some forwards in and get some scoring in and mm. you know, and and we're going to do that through the draft because we're going to get picks now. But it's just interesting that dogs didn't have that approach. Well, I found their forward line quite weak, and going. It's been okay, weak for you. You've years. only strengthened an area that probably that you've already got. That that's is your strength. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but I mean, there maybe they've got Trelaw. Maybe that opens up. Dunkley will play a lot of VFL next year, um, and they'll be okay with him going next year. Because oh, they got Trelaw, yeah. like now that now they don't mind. Oh, look, Dunkley will play because he fills in other needs, right? He might play centre half forward. He might play. He's six foot three yeah. and a gun. Yeah, and so. that's that's the reason why he wants to leave. <laughs> exactly. So he yeah his situation didn't improve because he's now no. Trelaw's stealing his other spot. So and he's, he has to go and do play potentially play the positions that he didn't want to play in the first place. Now, as much as people might say, okay, we lost our clearance ball. I understand Jai Cobb was well below the Josh Dunkley, but he is a clearance player. Yeah, he's, so, a, he's a talented kid. So Coldwell coming in, um, obviously we gave our second, our pick 29 and our future second round pick to GWS. We They gave us back pick 44 and 74. Look, I'm no doubt 44 is for a Cody Brand or a Josh Eyre. Yep, um, love those NGA kids. Yeah, so that probably tells me that they're more likely than not going to lock up those two kids. Uh, just, just important to get some of those picks back. Um, so in the end, you know, and just in the last minute, I know there's some late fourth round pick swaps that we got Nick Hind. Oh yeah, Nick Hind. Uh, and for more reports, they've they've been talking to Nick Hind about playing that Sadi McKenna role of halfback. We're not losing any pace with the boy. <laughs> no. Uh, so look, what you got? Coldwell, Wright, Hind, six, seven, eight. Um, so, uh, and again, that's. People may look and go, oh, I really want a Dunkley. I really want a Dunkley. We failed. We failed. No, 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 no. We just, yeah, we, it was really just that one, wasn't it? That, yeah, that, and, and, and again, in negotiations, and Scott and I have been in plenty of the things, in negotiations, everybody, some idiots walk in there and go, I want this and I don't want to hear another thing. Because mm. that's not a negotiation. That's a demand, right? Mm. So when both both parties come to the, to the table and actually are willing to do the trade, they've just got to get a few points covered. Yeah then that's how trades happen, right? But you can also get a situation where one club wants something. Mm -hmm. It is, it's not completely stupid, right, to ask mm -hmm. for it, but it is well and truly more than what the player or the piece of thing you're negotiating of is actually worth. Then it comes down to the person that wants that thing that you've got. Yeah. Are they willing to play to pay overs for it? 
And we, I bet you we would have seriously considered it. And you almost go, say, say it's this time last year, right? Merritt has two years to go on his contract and the dogs did that to us. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. We're asking for two first rounds. Absolutely. And, that, and if we don't get it, we're not, you're not getting him because we no. want, because it's Zach Merritt and we want to keep it. So that's, Bingo. that's, that's just the reality. It's just, yeah. they, the negotiation is fine, and, but it's no failure if just, if one party just says, actually, we just, we want, we want him to stay at the club. He's contracted. Sorry. Yeah. If that happens, it happens. And yeah. they change their mind. They go, no, he wants, we want him to stay at the club. Great. And then the Essendon footy club sits there and goes, yeah, but we really want Dunkley. We really want Dunkley. So they offer overs, the overs that are acceptable to the Essendon footy club. And the dogs just went, thank you for your offer, but it's not enough. And then Essendon has a choice to make. You yeah. could drop in seven and eight for Dunkley, or you can just take your six, seven and eight, which you've still got in your little hip kick, six, seven and eight, take Jai Caldwell, who's a good kid, Peter Wright, who's going to absolutely help us. And we'll see you in the uh, AFL draft. We'll see what kids we can grab. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Dodore's going, okay, you know, Josh Dunkley, not in the top 30 of the midfielders or yep. top 25 or 30 in the midfielders. And I've got seven and eight. I've got, I've got Archie Perkins and I've got Phillips. In the draft, it's gun midfielders ready to go and draft and, and groom. That's a, you know. And again, you, you like you said something to me earlier, which I really like, in that, okay, so the draft strategy was get Dunkley and Caldwell, right? Fine. Because that then would be feeding back through to Xavier, would be feeding through to Truck going, right, if we get you Dunkley and Caldwell, mate, here's the, the path that the club can go down because we've got a bigger bodied experience mid Maybe that makes us accelerate our, our game plan a little bit quicker because we've got those two boys. But the would have been all over the whiteboards in the in the uh, the war room is that if the dogs do something silly and we can't get um, Dunkley and we have to go with six, seven, eight, then we'd say to truck, right, a truck, that changes things a little bit. Well, now you yeah. get to mold them over X amount of years. You couldn't have timed it better. So this is that was going to be my second part of this of this segment before we go to a break. What it does, like you just said, is I think it get it does two things. It gives an expectation to the fan base that we're that we're, yeah. that we're suddenly a young side, yeah. and we all have to understand that. Although we've been annoyed at the word patience, there's yeah. no other way around it that yeah. we are going that we through of through of what how it's turned out because mm -hmm. because only turned twenty last month. So he's a but young. Don't, don't expect thirty-five possessions from him. When no, he no, arrives, he's, right? he's, a, he's a junior. He's yeah. A, so what we've got now is a very good age group of eighteen to twenty, say twenty-three. I mean, because you, you think of the Ridley, the McGraths, Parish, and, and don't yeah. forget, next year we're still not done with Dunkley. No, no, we're no. not done with him, right? So we any, at any time he jumps in to our midfield, it changes a hell of a lot, right? If we can get him or even maybe if it's somebody else, maybe if it's another, a bigger body mid, they still know we need a bigger bodied mid. That's fine. Jai Caldwell is an in and under kind of player. He can get the ball out of there. That's great. And he's one, look, he's, he's not tall in any stretch, but he's 184 no. centimetres. He's not, he's not 178. Or, that's yeah. it. And he's, he's got the, the mentality to go and get the ball. So that's all, that's all good. Right. Um, but yeah, don't don't now truck. I which which I actually like. There's there's much less pressure on on truck to win two finals next year, right? Because yeah. now he's got a, a team full of kids. He can take his game plan away over the Christmas period, 
and turn it from I need a, a team that's going to win a premiership in three years to I've got a team that's going to win a premiership in three to five years mm. and that's okay. So when he goes and presents his game plan at the, the start of next year or whatever he's done over the Christmas period, he can say, well, if we had had Dugley, I would have been more aggressive on the way I, I coached the, the team because, well, we're, we've got some good players in and we're closer to a premiership. But now we've got six, seven and eight and some NGA kids and Caldwell, we're a young side and we have mm. the development. I actually like that for Truck. He deserves the time to be able to yeah. impl- imprint himself on the club and show us what he can do. Exactly. And it, and it gives kind of an instant leadership feel to McGrath, Parrish, oh, yeah. Langford. Yeah. Um, because you, you're going to have, you know, normally, not always, but your six, seven, eights sometimes placed from round one on, right? If they're really, really good. If they, they get guns, yeah. If, they, if they're really good. Right. Um, and then you kind of got like a, a now a, a kind of a second tier leadership group coming through of your 23 kind of 24 year olds. A couple of podcasts ago, we sort of, we spoke about, I think it was a couple of podcasts ago. We spoke about the fact that Langford Parish Merritt and those guys have got next. At the football club, right? Because Heppel and and um, Zarakis and Merritt and those guys, they're getting slightly older now. They're the ones that are here at the moment, and they're, they're the leaders at the moment. Yeah. But Francis and and uh, Parish and Langford and now these young kids, they've got next, right? And McGrath probably going to be led by McGrath. So I'm really mm. looking forward to seeing what the McGraths and the Smiths and the Shields and those kind of guys can, who have got next in the leadership team can do with these young kids that we get in and see if they can start to mould them into this team that yeah. Trump obviously wants see, them to be. I mean, it's it's how this has now happened. There's is no questions asked now. The, the, the culture, the, how they set mm. the platform has to be right. Mm. This, you've got to get it right right now because you're getting Coldwell and three stars, hopefully stars in. Who don't um, know anything about Essendon. No. They don't know anything about <laughs> uh, cultural issues or yeah. Sadi not being happy or Fantasia not being happy, Joey not being happy. They don't know anything about it, right? And Truck, frankly, doesn't know anything about it either. He's <laughs> been there for 12 months. He, he shouldn't have that stuff lumbered onto his shoulders, right? I'm looking forward to Truck having clear air and showing us what he can do with that with that yeah. team. Yeah. But I think everybody needs to take a deep breath with regards to um, our performance next year um, because – if we had had Dunkley, we wouldn't be still wouldn't be playing finals. But now we've got kids, and I've had plenty of chats on on Facebook and stuff about. I'm sick of patience. I'm sick of waiting. I'm sick of. Look, it, it, this is a really simple one. You either wait because you have it's to no, now. There's no other way around it. You just we're, we're not like if look. I'm not even being a downer. No, the expectation is for me that it's like very likely we won't make the eight next year, and that's, oh, not, that's not putting a negative. I, I agree. We're going to be our age demographics going to change dramatically. Like, and, uh, but change your, I think everybody needs to change their expectations with regards to uh, beating uh, Collingwood on Anzac Day and being this incredibly aggressive, super good. No, no, no. We're going to have six, seven, and eight who will play without a shadow of a doubt. Six, but it'll seven, be exciting in a weird way as well. But yeah, you change your men- your mentality from oh, we've got to win enough games to get into the finals. No, you need to change your mentality as a supporter and say, we need to win enough games to show me that the game plan is working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So consistency of the game plan. What, and, are, we, oh, look, what are we building? Yeah, what, we, we've won a couple of games through consistency of how we've moved the ball and consistency from our forward line mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Great. That's what we want to see from Truck. Truck can stand up in front of the microphones and go, see, see, 
This is what I'm teaching the kids, right? They're still kids and they make mistakes and they run out of gas and they get thrown around. But when they put it together, this is a game plan that will work moving forward. That's what we, I reckon we can expect for next year. Yep. So, look, uh, let's go to a break. We're going to have Ed Pasco from AFL Draft Central. We thought we'd get him on the line for, for 10 minutes. And yep. he can tell, talk us through pick six, seven, and eight and what we could do. Who, who we could And just a reminder of two of, the, of our NGA, Cody Brand and Josh Year and what they can bring to the table. So let's go to a break, uh, and we'll come back with Ed after the break. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now, Scotty, who we got as our guest on? Yes, uh, we thought we'd get Ed Pasco on from AFL Draft Central. How are you going, Ed? Yeah, uh, good, mate. A bit of a short notice, but uh, we've had a quite a bit go down today. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, excuse the very last-minute notice on this one, but I kind of read the tea leaves a little bit um, that I thought, you know, I think I've got this funny feeling we're going to end up with uh, two or three top 10 picks here. <laughs> um, I was reading the Dunkley tea leaves. So uh, I thought uh, I quickly texted you obviously and just said, Hey, you interested in coming on? So look very much, very much appreciated for you coming on at last minute, mate. Um, oh, look, I guess there's a lot of things uh, just to cover off in a short amount of time, but just your initial thoughts on six, seven and eight. And, and we've just got through to that. The AFL has announced their list sizes, which will, Likely means a from what I see the list the senior list will dropped by two and the rookie list dropped by one. Um, how does then shape six, seven, and eight, including Wright, Hind, and Caldwell coming in? Uh, is, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's going to make it very difficult to how we work that out. So, I mean, we could take six, seven, and eight, but that may we may have to sacrifice on a brand or, or air as our NGA guys to think they might get through to the rookie, but that'd be a really, really tough ask. Unless we're going to make a few more cuts to some uncontracted players, but I don't think we have that many left at the moment. So uh, the list size is definitely going to be be the issue there. But now that Dunkley hasn't come in, he's also got his brother that we're probably not going to get now. So that might that, that that's probably going to help there. But we've also brought in Hind, who we didn't expect to get in at the start of trade period. So yeah. Uh, yeah, at this stage, I think I think we may end up trading one of those three picks uh, for a future first for another club, or we will send one of those two picks to try and get up the order. Yeah, well, I mean, that's probably what a, a lot of fans are just interested in. You know, realistically, d- is there a situation where does anyone think North Melbourne might bite, you know, at two low picks for pick two? Um, or, you know, or is, is the mail that they're set on? Uh, a Logan McDonald or a, uh, or anyone else, um, yeah, that they've – sorry, I lost my words then. Uh, are, are they truly set on that kind of scenario? Yeah, it'll be pretty tough because, like, for my view, I think there's three non-academy guys that are clear best three. So anyone with those top three picks is going to make it really hard to, to manoeuvre unless, unless they don't think the, the gap is that – big between, you know, pick two and pick six and seven or so. But um, 
and especially that there's tools at the top end as well. And as, as everyone knows, tools are a bit harder to come by. Well, the good ones early in the draft. So uh, it, it's a difficult one to do because also if you're going to trade up for a certain player, you'd want to hope that pros aren't going to pick that player at pick one. That at pick one. So mm. uh, it, it's it's going to be a bit like I'm not so sure I'd do it. I'm not. not I wouldn't be 100 percent sure on doing it. But I'd actually feel more confident in. Just just trading one of those picks for a future first because I really rate next year's draft. I think next year's first round is going to be really, really good. Mate, who, who can we expect um, in, at 6, 7, 8? All things being equal, we stick with 6, 7, and 8. Who can we expect to uh, to see? What, what what kind of positions are we looking at at 6, 7, and 8? Mm, so uh, getting in Caldwell, we, we probably ha- don't need to get a lot of those mid-size midfielder types. So the likes of Will Phillips, and Tanner Bruin, that that might not not attract as much now that we've got Caldwell in there, who's you know they're both around that 180, 184 kind of margin. So, if anything, we may look for another tall midfielder, like we were trying to get Dunkley. So if we're looking for a taller midfielder, it could be one of say Nathan O'Driscoll, who's from WA, 187 centimetre midfielder, and Archie Perkins, who hasn't played as much midfield yet, but he definitely would have played this year. So he's grown a couple of centimetres the start of the year. So he's 188, 79 kilo, tests really well. So he's he's one that if you've got multiple first round picks, I think you take someone like Perkins because he, he could his upside is enormous. Yeah, and I was also thinking Reef McInnes, would he be a possibility? Uh we could bid on him, but um oh, I think it, Collingwood I, I think Collingwood okay. would Yeah. Yeah. So I think Collingwood would kind of know who, who, where they expect the bids there to come, and if they expect that you know we're really interested in Perkins, they may want to you know deal one of their first rounders and next year's first rounder for our pick six and a little bit of change here and there. So yeah. I, I think that, and the same can be said for with Port Adelaide with Lachlan Jones, like he's a a rebound defender, um, yeah, tied to Port. So we would have had discussions with them when dealing with Fantasia going. Hey, we kind of like this Lachlan Jones. We're probably going to bid on him with one of these picks. So, I mean, it could still happen, but I think Port still have enough points to match that pick. But he's another one that I wouldn't be surprised to see us bid on. Yeah, I can sort of see us. I mean, the first name that, funny enough, popped to my head was Archie Perkins. It was like, that seems like a natural fit to to bring in. Um, so it's interesting that you mentioned him. That that I agree. Uh I guess on the on the other scale, we've obviously got two NGAs, right? That you, know, you sense the club would would bring in. Can, can I know we've asked this before, but can we kind of played out the scenario? I think we've got picks uh, forty four, um, I think seventy four, maybe seventy seven. How how that all might play out? You know what what's the what's kind of the little intricate things that could play out in, in the back end to get those two guys? Yeah, so. Um the, the pick the worth of some of those later picks to match bids could change during the during the draft because some picks will move up and down because of the NGA. But any bid that comes after the sec, after the first round, you get 197 points off. So, for example, that pick 44 we've got is 362 points. So, if say someone uh, wanted to bid at pick 43, that would pretty much wipe out pick 44, and then we'd get a pick within. 58 and 60, which is worth another 100, 150 points. If we get another bid for air at like pick 47, 
then we can match the bid with the points we get back because because we get the discount, say we get bid at pick 43, that 44 is more points than what is allowed. So we have to get a bit of leverage there. So um, unless we expecting a high bid between, you know, 30 in the, in the early 30s or something like that, I think we should be able to manage with the... You've just blown Grant's mind then. Uh, you know what, mate, Eric? If you, if you put all that over... over uh, you end up getting pi. If you divide all of that by 3.142, you get pi, I think. that This is this is the reason why I didn't do any good in high school because I glazed over about... <laughs> at about yeah, but we get extra points and we can pay for those points with the points that we already had before. Is the is the NGA thing not the most confusing thing in the entire world? Is that this might be a, a question without notice? But why did the AFL bring this in? Like, was there a specific reason they were trying to fix, or is this just some sort of groovy way of doing something? Yeah, I think the uh, NGAs, especially for like the Melbourne clubs, was kind of brought in because you know Eddie McGuire was you know thinking enough about. Uh, you know, Sydney getting all these really good players for, for nothing and all this kind of thing. So that's how the NGA started to come in for, you know, all these Melbourne clubs and that. But now, as we've seen, some of these absolute stars getting picked up. I mean, the Bulldogs are about to get this absolute gun in uh, Damara Yugelhagen. They're essentially nothing. So I'm glad that they are actually looking at getting rid of the, the bidding system for the NGAs in the next couple of years. Oh, okay. So next okay. year, yeah, so next year, you can't match a bid in the first round for any of your NGA players. So if you have a really talented guy in your NGA and he gets bid in the first round, you can't tough luck. You can't have him. Okay. Um, and then it and then it changes again in 2022. So uh, it won't be any picks from after about pick 40 or so. So if there's a player picked in the first 40, you can't match a bid. So they're, they're slowly starting to get rid of that whole farce. Really. Another quick question on the NGA, and we'll move on. From everybody's from ears um, getting uh, bleeding, um, with the NGAs, how does one like the dogs get hold of Hagen? Like, how does do they just say we claim him as our NGA? How does one get a player associated with your NGA? Um, it's just that player is in their allocated zone. So, oh, okay, so, right. so, yep. So it's all these clubs with, before NGA started coming in everyone was allocated certain zones. Ah. So, uh, so Essendon zone is colder. So that's how, you know, Brand is an air both from colder. Uh-huh. So that's our our area. So Jamal Hagen was at the Rebels before he went down to Oakley. So that area, that was allocated to the Bulldogs. Oh, so, okay, cool. All right. you know, that, that's kind of how it works. So it's like for us in the, in the Tiwi's. So the Tiwi area is our area. So there's a lot, of, a lot of other places in the NT which allocated to certain clubs, like Geelong, Richmond, Collingwood. So there's a lot of you know little areas that you, you get certain players. Okay, cool. Can you just for people who didn't hear you last time, can you just give us a quick summary on Josh Eyre and Cody Brand, just to, uh, what kind of players uh, we may look at? Yeah, so Cody Brand, uh, what was he? What, about one ninety six centimeter. Key defender. Uh, he, he's a very competitive type. He can play a lockdown role really well. Uh, he's a big, good user of the ball. He's a big, long raking kick on his right foot. Uh, so last year he was pretty much the fullback. He and especially as a bottom major, he did really well. Like I think he played on uh, Sam DeConning, who went top twenty to Geelong last year and kept in goalless. So okay. he did a really good job. And that Sam DeConning is two hundred and two centimeters. So oh, okay. 
so he's shown he can actually play on the tools as well. He's actually done all right for the vertical leap in the combine. So uh, I'd say Brand is pretty much the successor to Patrick Ambrose. He's okay. definitely going to be that more shut down. You know, he's, he's more you shut down, but he's pretty good with the ball when he has it. So he's a pretty handy player in that regard. Okay. And uh, uh, with Josh Eyre, he's the other side of the ground. So he's a very athletic. So at the combine, he absolutely smashed it. So he got, I think, top ten in the speed, in the leap, in in and in the uh, two two kilometer as well. So he's actually got a good engine. So he, he'll be expected to play like that center half forward role with that engine as well. Yeah. So uh, he's probably going to get this. Uh, well, I've kind of given it to him, but I, I see him as a bit of a Scotty Lucas type. So he's a big, long ranking left footer. Uh, he's a really good mark, uh, and he's got good skills as well. I think the only problem he had last year was that he was kind of playing behind Harrison Jones as a key forward, so he wasn't really getting that. He wasn't getting that opportunity as much. But this year would have been his year that he got a lot of opportunity. He would have been called as main enough forward. He would have gotten all the game time, and he could have actually shown that he is a higher end prospect. So we're very very lucky that. He hasn't been able to play at all this year because uh, now we could get him for a lot later than we would have originally. Yeah, okay. interesting. And look, just before we wrap up, um, thanks again for joining us. Just quickly, I'm pretty right in saying that the Davy Brothers uh, 2022 draft and Tex Wanganin's next year's draft as as possible. Yeah, so yeah, yeah those ones are linked to there. Uh, Tex Wanganin's probably going to be a laterish pick next year if he does. Um, he's a very classy little player, but probably a bit like Lockie Johnson. How you know he's a smaller type. He's not the most athletic, but he's a very skillful player. But uh, for twenty twenty two, those Davy boys are really really exciting. Uh, I watched Alwyn Davy play for Oakley under sixteens at the start of the year, and he looks absolutely fantastic. At this early stage, I think he might be a first round prospect. Wow. Okay. Right. That's what you want. Well, thanks, Ed. Uh, really appreciate you quickly getting on the line and having a chat to us, mate. Uh, all, all the best, and we may uh, catch up with you after the draft to see how, how that all wrapped up as well. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, and speaking of the draft, uh, we'll be doing a lot of stuff at Draft Central again. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, if any, <laughs> yep, so if anyone um, wants to see any of the profiles for uh, Cody Brand and Josh Air, those are already up on the site, and they were done by myself. So I've done the profiles for both of those players. So if you want to see all their strengths, their queries, any other little things they've done during the game, their stats, that's all right there for anyone to look at. So if you're going to Draft Central, type in Cody Brand, Josh Air, you're likely to find what you need about those players. Yeah, Beautiful. I've, I've done it myself, actually. So it is really, really impressive. Uh, so, yeah, definitely uh, for, for you guys, um, definitely um, check it out. It's, it's quite amazing uh, insights into each player. So... Highly, highly recommend. Well, thanks, Ed. Um, again, uh, much appreciated. Can I just quickly, what's the date of the, the draft again? Uh, so the draft, I believe, is on the 8th. I think it's only going to be for one night this time. So it's not going to be the whole uh, two-night thing that, that they've been doing the last couple of years. Actually, no, it's the uh, 9th, sorry. So it'll be on the 9th, on, 9th, Wednesday night. So, yep, the full draft this time. So it's not going to be split in, in two like it was last year because they don't expect as many picks to come this year because okay. of the list size reduction. Nice. Not a problem. All right. Thanks, mate. Uh, all the best and uh, we'll chat soon, hey? 
No problem. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Ed. My pleasure. Thanks, Ed. Welcome back. Sorry, took the headphones off briefly there. <laughs> Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. <laughs> caught me out. The First time in 114 shows. Uh, caught me out there, took the headphones off to do something. Sorry about that. Uh, mate, now, Scotty, uh, our sponsor. Speaking Finance. Speaking Finance. Um, Speaking Finance help us uh, get this little tiny dinky podcast onto the air. The guys, uh, Steve and the guys and girls at uh, Speaking Finance, uh, we're very proud and happy to have them as our uh, as our major and, in fact, only uh, sponsor of the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. And they're open for business. I've got to say that. They're ready to go. Open for business. Absolutely. Um, any sort of mortgage um, or personal finance matters, um, Steve and his team of, uh, of mortgage and, and personal finance brokers down there can help you um, with all the paperwork if you want to finance something. I uh, Last weekend, I went out and started to look at, uh, at cars. I'm going to upgrade my car. So Steve is going to be getting a call from me in the not-too-distant future about, uh, about finance for that. So um, I'll be able to let everybody know how I went on that, uh, on that process with Steve. But give the guys and girls um, at Speaking Finance a call. If you want any ha- assistance with, um, with personal or mortgage finance matters, um, you can get them at speakingfinance.com.au. But the best place to get hold of uh, Steve and his team is via the Facebook page. Um, they get back to you pretty quickly through the Facebook page. So um, give those guys a call. They can help you out, definitely. Yep. Uh, so, look, just to close off the show, uh, it, look, it's got an interesting feel to it. Uh, I, I sense Essendon fans, there's probably going to be a little bit of uh, to you. I wish we got, obviously, the one guy, Dunkley. But I think it will turn around to quite a bit optimistic and, and, and that the, you know, that, this could be one of those moments where we actually are very, very thankful and how it all played out and, and got some, a lot of uh, elite youth um, through the door to really build a side um, that, that hopefully can finally have some real success for the club. So, and it's, it's not going to be, we're not playing finals next year. No, probably no. not playing finals the year afterwards. Um, but you, you've got no, well, sorry, let me rephrase that. Um, if you're a real serious Essendon supporter, you know that we're now doing a mini build. We're doing a mini build again. And I'm actually, I'm excited for truck. I'm it's actually a mini okay one. It's not it. a full one yet. And you're but right, it is a mini it's, one. It's a little mini rebuild. And I'm actually excited for truck to be able to get his hands around some talent. And Carousel, um, yeah. And Cara and, and all the guys and girls. Uh, to get their hands around some talent. Not that we didn't have talent before, but Wush is gone. Everything's now truck's the man and Cara's the man and, mm. and they're all there. And we're giving them some talent. Um, Truck will be looking at um, Dodoro now going, get me the three best kids you can find. Or um, take six and seven and get me that Logan McDonald kid and he'll take a million marks for us. So I'm looking forward to next... (laughs) They've sucked me in again. I'm looking forward to next season because Coldwell can go. That kid can seriously go. Um, Peter Wright's going to be a real serious matchup problem for people, which is groovy. Um, And we've got six, seven and eight. So a lot of people are looking going, oh, we didn't do well in this draft. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we really did. Trade. Uh, uh, right. Draft even trade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Joey we didn't D. didn't do well in the draft, you know. It's right. because no, there wasn't none. Uh, Joey D leaving, Raz leaving, Sadi leaving. To turn that into six, seven, and eight is brilliant. It's great. And if you look at the – if you take the emotion out of it and you look at the Dunkley deal, we didn't 
bet the farm to get him. Right? Like he's a great player. We could have used him definitely, but not at what the dogs wanted. It was too no. much. It was overs. And then if he doesn't turn out to be a super duper good player, everybody looks back at that deal and goes, oh, we gave up way too much for him. And so poor poor Goat Doro is damned if he does and damned if he doesn't in this case. If he, if he gave up the first two picks, then everybody would say, we don't have enough picks for kids. So... Everybody, everybody, take a deep breath at this um, at this trade period. Six, seven, and eight. Caldwell, right? Some future picks for those um, exciting sounding NGAs, and I'm I reckon we're pretty good. No, I, I'm 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 right with you. I think Essendon fans do like youth uh, and, and seeing kids shine. So I think there'll be an understanding of where we're at, but I think there'll be a, a, a fair bit of excitement. Um, generated when you have a whole lot of youth that are uh, exciting youth that are coming through. Uh, I think it always is something that Essendon fans have always grabbed onto, like a, a seeing a, a young side come through and, and shine. Um, so that's it's like I said, I was going to say this if we got Dunkley right, um, and I'll still say it again. It's it it's up to Rutten and the Essendon Football Club to get our program and our standards and everything like that right before anything else. Yeah. I, I was going to say this if we got Dunkley and Chalor and all these guys because what we've seen is we've got the Stringer and the Smith and the Shield and it, and it didn't change hardly anything. No, because it, it, we, it didn't. We just didn't have a program and a game plan that worked for anything. So all this means very little and until we get our off-field and our on-field aligned to a set and standard that that is is top four elite, uh, and it's up to us now. Um, I think, just on a side note, um, uh, it was great news uh, to hear that the hangers pretty much paid off. Uh, so the, the obviously the six million dollar grant from. Victorian government, which added on to the four million good grant number, from the federal from the government, grant. good number, uh, good, good number then, to be associated with the yes, grant. Ten million, <laughs> yes, ten million uh, added from fans and and donations. So we've paid that sucker off. Uh, so uh, that's that's the second phase uh, gets completed. I think early next year, and then the last phase is completed at the start of 2022, which is our 150th anniversary. So good timing. Yeah, that's great. So th- there is. That is a, you know, I, I know I talk about on-field and we're going to get it right, but I don't want to just ignore just news like that and say that's not good news because it's obviously very, very good news. It's a, it is probably the most state of, state-of-the-art uh, centre that, yeah, that there is in a football capacity. And, and, and football clubs are, are like they're, and I think Essendon's been guilty of this, is that we've been a little bit too focused on the off-field off the off-field stuff and not enough on the on, uh, unfortunately. But football clubs are two elements. They are off-field and they are on-field. You can be just as far down the bottom of the ladder if you're off-field. You can almost fold as a football club. But if your off-field isn't right, if you're not getting that right, you, you're just as bad as your on-field. So... For us to have fifty percent of the footy club like performing well better than than uh, than practically any other club is very impressive, and um, uh, uh, credit should go to Xavier and his team to getting uh, that thing paid off and giving the players uh, state of the art facilities to work with. We now just need the guys to actually <laughs> on the field to do some work. Hey, Scotty, um, part of our Facebook uh, page, I made a uh, little tiny bet. Little uh, a little tiny bet with one of our Facebook uh, members, yes. Mr. Andrew Corcoran. 
Uh, Andrew Corcoran knows who he is. I, I bet, Andrew, that we would get Mr. Dunkley, actually. Oh, no, you um, lost. I did lose. Uh, nothing much, just a shout-out. So a huge shout-out to Andrew Corcoran, who was right and I was wrong. So there you go, Andrew. You bet, bet you didn't think I was going to do it. So, uh, yeah, look, man, I'm, 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 I'm positive from this. I want to see, what, December 9 now. Let's go. Let's see what, the, what, we, what we get in the draft. Um, and can, I mean, cause this, is the other thing too, is that, can we now negotiate up? Can we do this? Can we, can we get picked two and get yeah. uh, the kitty McDonald? Yeah. It'll be very, very interesting. All right. We better wrap this up and get it out because yeah, it's, what is it, like it's half 10 at night or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a very late show. So thanks everyone. Uh, thanks to all our Patreons for all your support as well. Absolutely. Thank you again to Ed Pasco and to Ed Pasco. And this is the lunchtime catch up podcast signing off. See you guys.